0: available in more homes than the Pac-12 network. We are the Podcast of Champions. I nice. am oh, David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And
1: here he goes. Miles Jack. And I'm Ryan Abraham from
0: uscfootball.com. Reiner, gonna try to sneak it ahead. We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome, everyone, back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods. Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I'm Ryan Abraham from
1: USCfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together, we make the podcast of champions talking all things Pac-12 football. we got camps starting around the conference. UCLA, I think they already did their first full pads because they got that early game. Uh, USC starting on Friday. Some of the other Arizona states got started, so we know we got uh, fall camp starting up. And if you have any questions or comments about any of the programs that we cover here in the po- co- podcast of Champions, maybe not like BYU since they're not in the Pac-12, but you know, I mean, they play like four Pac-12 opponents a year. Yeah, well, so maybe we could kind of include them. We no. have a BYU. Comment.
0: Generally, when BYU gets talked about on this show, we generally just send something like tangentially offensive about Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't actually have any information. It's just something that's like, you know, basically ignorant about Mormons. Yeah. We do have a BYU email today. So
1: or at least one that mentions uh BYU.
0: but you know, you're a
1: Washington State fan, you're a Colorado fan, send us a question. If we you know we can't answer, we'll we'll talk to the experts and get it out there for you. But email us back to a podcast at gmail.com. You can also call or text us at four two four-five three two zero six. Seven eight. You can tweet us at Pac12Podcast. And the website is Pac12Podcast.com with all the old episodes. Go over to Reddit.com slash R slash Podcast of Champions to talk with other POC listeners. But most importantly, go to your iPhone, Apple Podcasting app. Follow us. You got to follow the Podcast of Champions. Got to do it. Five-star rating, 100%. And then leave a a funny review. We love those. And I I think we got a few more. We have Uh, three more. I think... uh, Okay, so last week... We like the one from, it was his his name's Tor, he emailed us, mm-hmm. sending him his uh, jockey gift card, $100 mm-hmm. gift card, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Got three more today, why don't we pick the best one and give I them a gift the card? I think that's the idea. Too. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, here we go. This is from uh, a five-star review, most importantly, from Shrek 2 Now on DVD. Pretty funny. <laughs> uh, exceptionally mediocre. A show comparable to a hi- small-town high school girlfriend, kind of what you're looking for, but of course there isn't much to choose from. Keep up the B-plus work, fellas. Okay. Straw Contender. Five star review from Scott MG fan uh for David. I am so fucking tupid. Um Okay. I like it, but it's not <laughs> quite there. And then for uh then it's love you, Ryan. Hithliday is a butt holio. P.S. if I win, give gift card to homeless. Okay. Okay. All right. This is from uh, UW Dad Vance, another five-star review. Uh, Pac-12 football talk from a couple of guys who cover a couple of Pac-12 teams. If there is a better podcast covering Pac-12 football, I'd challenge you to find it. And if you do, let me know. Nice. Peter in Vancouver. Hmm. What are your thoughts here? All right. So I liked what he was going for with the I Am Sofa King Tupid, but I would have needed an S. Some way to work in the S before the Tupid. Yes. Right? Um. So I think that that eliminates that one for me. Unfortunately. Plus, yeah, and
1: I, and I don't know, uh, you know, as far as like donating, this is for we want the, our fans to get these. We can we'll right. do some. Well, charity and like, work, it's, I but. mean, it's
0: it's it's a great gift card. It's a hundred dollars to jockey, but like, we're basically giving that to like one guy on the street, you know, yeah, or one person on the street, and you know, we want to spread the love to uh, to the listeners um, for so, sure. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, so I think our choices are between Shrek 2 Now on DVD, Exceptionally Mediocre, and UW Dad Vance, um, who had the subtle dig of I'm looking for a better Pac-12 podcast. Right. Um, I think I got to go Shrek 2 Now on DVD. That,
1: that was pretty funny. the laughed right just from the
0: beginning. Yeah, so. yeah, no, the name itself uh, put me over the top. So yeah. we're going to go Shrek 2 Now on DVD. Uh, Peter in Vancouver, though, is a longtime listener. So gotta, wanna... we got a shout out Peter. Peter, shout yeah, out. okay. Yeah. But uh, I think it's Shrek 2 Now on DVD.
1: Yeah, so email us, packedoffpodcasts at com and we will send you your gift card. So uh, Tor, you're getting yours in the mail from last week. And uh, thanks again to Jockey, our buddy Tom, for putting those. I put a big order in, so I'm going to see. I got I I got a lot of Jockey stuff. I didn't get any Jockey underwear, so
0: now I've ordered a bunch of underwear. So Great for you. Know. you. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I could use some new underwear. Right. I might get on board with that. There you go. See? And then it, we've come full circle because our initial joke <laughs> was all about Jockey <laughs> underwear. Right. So, I think that's why they've avoided like even talking underwear with us with the jockey guy, you know? Right. So I'm part. sure it'll be like out of, uh, out of stock for me and only me. <laughs> yeah, you get no underwear, sir. Nice.
1: Um, well, so last week was all about Pac 12 Media Day. Dave loved that stuff. Little newsy, some, some little newsy things we'll go through. Um, as far as I think it was the athletic that broke the story that Bob Bolesby, sorry, I keep saying his name wrong, Bowlesby. It's a tough one. It's weird the bull with the SB. not good. Yeah, it's a bad name. He should have changed that. Uh, so he, the pack, the Big Twelve commissioner, was flying to the West Coast to meet with uh, George Klyovkov. Real, pow- Real power move, making him come to you. You got? I mean, George Klyovkov is on a listening tour. He's listening. Um, he's listening to everybody. And have he, you ever been on a listening tour? No. Uh, yeah. It's. I don't think so. Okay. I'm more of a talker. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, You can learn a lot more from listening. Uh, I I think it's great that he's keeping his DMs open, basically. He's just like, yep, reach out to me. What's that, Baylor? I mean, he's got a lot of calls, he's been saying. So Mm -hmm. the different interviews he's done and told us that. And now meeting with the Big 12 commissioner, I mean, it could be something as simple as uh, a scheduling alliance thing where, you know, I don't know how that would work with eight and 12 teams. Not sure how we'll see how that would work or some sort of merger um you know i don't know uh but what what did you think about the i mean we haven't really got any details about it
0: yeah i mean i'm all in favor of him meeting with whoever whenever um and i think it's a good idea um i don't know if uh anything really with the big 12 makes a ton of sense yeah <coughs> bless you sir excuse me um i don't know if anything with the big 12 makes a ton of sense i think it still makes more sense to go with the big 10 yeah. um and do something Akin to that with the Big Ten, but it might simply be that the big Ten isn't um you know as interested and motivated as the big twelve might be um so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of it. Um, I know some people are making some arguments that this death of the big twelve stuff is probably a little bit overblown yeah. um because you still have quite a few programs in there who, yeah, they're not Texas or Oklahoma, but they're decent, like it wouldn't be like it suddenly drops to the level of the a a c Especially if they pick off one of the AAC's best teams and try to reestablish as a regional, a truly regional league of Texas, basically, and bring in Houston. Yeah. Um, So... You know, the Big 12's days might not be completely over, um, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of that. Um, I imagine Klievkov is mostly in pure listening phase right now and isn't going to be making any quick decisions. Yeah, you don't have to if you're the Pac-12. You know? I don't think so. It just depends on what the individual member schools are planning to do, if any of them are having individual talks and, you know, planning to do something silly of their own. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the Pac-12's rights deals are up in three or four years, uh, the ACC, as we learned, that's like twenty thirty six. So that's why you know all the talk about Clemson or Florida State going to the SEC was probably bubkus because yeah, they can't really do it. Yeah, Pac twelve. They signed a her- like they signed a horrible right. TV
1: deal that goes forever. You know? Right. The so, ACC. Yeah.
0: So the Pac twelve. They might have some of these teams might have more flexibility. Some of these programs might have more flexibility. So he probably has to be cognizant of that, and I'm sure that's part of his listening tour to see how much or if any of these teams or programs are reaching out to. uh other leagues.
1: Yeah, I think um with the Big 12 it's sort of like it's like this sinking ship or you know it's a it's a damaged ship that's you know
0: yeah. taking on some water. It's like in and Master and Commander where um you know uh Aubrey's ship gets kind of like its mast blown off and they're like trying to make repairs at sea. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Like it come
1: back, but it's y- y-
0: you're not sinking yet, like nothing's like fully taken out your hull and you know <laughs> your your pumps are still working in the whole thing, but like if if another French privateer shows up pretty you're quickly, screwed. Yeah, and you're done. You got no mask. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but you know the Pac-12 doesn't need to play like you know Coast Guard Clipper and like just save the Big 12. It could sort of wait. And be like yeah, here's a few life preservers. But right. I'll talk. But I'm not really gonna like tow you back to uh, to the West Coast or anything. No, 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 no. But yeah. I think no.
0: This is the Pac-12 is like the Galapagos Islands in this situation. <laughs> I think. <laughs> They're a safe, I don't they're know. just they're, sitting there just um, sitting there, yeah,
1: <laughs> like where would I got, but I think they have to make I think it behooves him to talk to Kevin Warren from the big Ten, and now it didn't help uh, Bob Bullsby and his relationship with nice work with Sankey because they were on the same uh you know twelve team playoff committee, and he still got
0: stabbed in the back, uh. He still got his mask blown off. He still did. Um interestingly by a guy Sankey, you know, mm, but they're not sinking. They're not right, sinking. See?
1: He's tried to sink them. Yeah. Um You don't want to get shanked by the Big 10 and you don't have like them come in and take like USC and Oregon and you, whatever. Sure. So keep them, you know, keep them close and if you can do some sort of alliance, that's great. But and I don't know. I mean, it might help the Pac-12 that the Big 10 does have uh, an inexperienced commissioner that's kind of bungled a bunch of his duties already, right? Like, he's not been the best leader there, but they're still super powerful. And if you can align with them, you'd rather do that than uh, the Big 12. But the Big 12, it, it, this is the the fight. Did you hear some of the, the audio from those Texas uh, Senate oh, hearings? Oh, it's great. Holy Beautiful. cow. Just
0: fucking crushing Texas. Yes. Just crushing them. Like that one, uh, the, the state senator who was like, yeah. Oh, so you want to go lose to Alabama instead of being three and seven against TCU? And yeah. the best part was they're, they're two, two and, and seven.
1: <laughs> they weren't even three and seven. They're two and seven. Yeah. Um. There was just some shots in that one, and uh, you know the one senator I think talking about. Look, if if you were as good as you think you are, you should have made the Big Twelve better. Yeah. Um. There's some butt hurt senators, I'm sure, from like, oh, where are you? You're like, I'm in Waco. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, or that's your district. Um, But yeah, Texas was getting absolutely slayed and the big 12 cease and desist order the ESPN. And there's a Kansas Senator, I believe it was, that was calling for an investigation of ESPN for its part behind it. I'm sure ESPN was doing some stuff behind the scenes, but what can you prove? I don't know. Um, There's a, yeah, I guess what you comes out of this is everyone just assumed all right, they'll pay, I think it's like $85 million per school to get out right. of this deal. Um, they'll just pay it. Mm, I don't know. And I, this is this is going to be fought by the Big 12, I think, to keep them around as long as possible. And then it's also likely delaying the 12-team playoff thing that seemed inevitable, but Sankey was part of that. Bullsby was part of that. You know, if you're the Pac-12, you're like, I don't know if we, we need to do this right away. So this has had this is having ramifications all across college football. And we don't know. It's just probably gonna take a while for all of this to get sorted out.
0: Yeah. ESPN stop
1: screwing with our sport. <laughs> they control the bulls, they control I mean
0: they control this whole thing is ESPN. I mean the whole thing. Yeah. I mean from the twelve team playoff to the um to the merger of Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC, it's all ESPN. The um the college football regular season is awesome. Like college basketball
1: regular season is terrible, right? It's not terrible, it's just it's re- irrelevant. The best thing is the tournament. Yeah. And I think it was I think it was the Yahoo guys were talking about this. ESPN's not involved in the NCAA basketball tournament at all. No. If they get if you get your hands on this and there's like some conglomerate, there's like 45 teams or whatever it is, and it's just all those teams playing. The tournament is like pretty much perfect the way it is, right? Like it's yeah. awesome. If you get rid of the, you know, the Murray State first round upsets and stuff, and it's only you know your Old Miss is playing uh, Virginia, it's like
0: nobody's going to even care about the tournament. Well, compared. what what do people get excited about in the NCAA tournament? Like what gets casual people to watch the NCAA tournament? The first it's two. the first two rounds. Yeah. Honestly, like there have been years where I've dipped out when it gets to the Sweet Sixteen. Right, and I'm an actual like I'm supposed to cover this and like (laughs) you know actually care about this, and I'm like ah, it's not as interesting for me anymore. I'm dipping out. Um, that's the uh, that's kind of the way this is going. Uh, in essentially college football, um, especially if this consolidation of the SEC happens, if they go to nine conference games, which is being talked about, with or even ten or ten conference games, and you're just you're basically talking about essentially you're talking about a mini NFL, and I don't think I. I don't think that's what Joe college football fan is actually interested in, yeah um I think you know, there are people who are big NFL fans and big college football fans, but as we were talking about, I think last week, um I, it's not a perfect circle Venn diagram. I think th- I mean me, I'm one of them, but like I watch college football. I don't watch the NFL. I don't really care about the NFL and the increased um professionalization in terms of the like structure of the leagues and the way this whole thing is organized is gonna be a turnoff um Hmm. not for the players i mean they should get money but the rest of it um so yeah i think espn's role in all of this has been bad i think they're the reason we we sit here as a pac-12 podcasters talking about the friggin playoff all the time because it's what's drilled into everyone that's the only thing that matters the only thing that matters the only thing that matters and it's just is that really the college football we all no, we love, the, to love. We love the regular season.
1: Yeah, I would just. I mean, if they somehow this creates like you know a, a whole different league, if they include the NCAA tournament, that would that would really suck because that's.
0: Oh you yeah, would, you, you mean like the application it. of the NCAA tournament to this? Yeah, and in that case, I mean, totally. I mean, that would be awful. But there, it seems like that's where we're going. Where it's just going to be like power
1: brokers in the sport, Um, you know. Maybe an expanded playoff. It's not going to be 64 teams, but maybe we get a little element of the NCAA tournament in the new college football playoff where a Boise upsets in Alabama early or something like that. Maybe we get a little of that. It's, I think it's gonna be harder, but some of that, you know, you might get some, but yeah, the the way the whole college football landscape is changing. Like there's no question about it. Um, And I think the PAC 12 can wait and kind of see where things go, but, um dennis dodd wrote a story i don't know if you got to see this but um we know that it's the power teams that are like you know texas and oklahoma they mattered the big 12 didn't um he says the four pieces left on the board that would have like the value of texas and oklahoma ohio state michigan notre dame and usc Uh, ohio state and michigan aren't i mean the big 10 makes tons of money i don't think that's happening notre dame's you know, locked in with the ACC, that's a long deal. I just I don't see that. So USC can be like the the wild card in all this. And I think if you're George Kleevkov, you gotta do whatever you can to keep your big programs, the Oregon's, the USCs, all that together. And then you can probably do something that's you know and, and make some good moves with your TV contract. But you're gonna have to keep the powers in the in the conference. You know, there's no more parody. He's talked about that. You gotta keep the big boys happy. Otherwise, it could upset everything.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Um, all right. Uh there was also the like COVID news stuff. So basically, I don't have all of it in front of me. But if you're vaccinated, like you're not gonna get tested. You know, if you only if you have symptoms would you have to get tested and you're fine. If if you're not vaccinated, there's like testing, there's like quarantine, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So it's a lot of incentives to be vaccinated if you're a player and for the pack for the pac 12 i think for the most part teams have done a a good job with vaccinations
0: yeah and uh, just um building off of that look that might not even be like entirely true that if you're vaccinated you're like totally good to go and the whole thing what i like about it from a messaging standpoint though is it actually incentivizes people to get vaccinated yes what i'm hating about everything i'm reading about like delta and delta plus and lambda is like look yeah those might be more dangerous things that um, potentially escape vaccination at a higher rate. But you know what? It's still better to be vaccinated. Yeah. So it might not be completely honest messaging, but still message that if you get vaccinated, it's going to drastically improve your access be to fine. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I still don't understand. We're getting, like, these two messages at once. One is this, what the NCAA is doing, which I think is the proper messaging. Um, and, yeah, it's it might not be perfectly safe. Like, it might not be perfect but it's good messaging. And then you get like the scientific apparatus that are saying like, "Oh my gosh, this is, a, you know, there's 20% more immune escape with this new variant and everything." It's like, "Okay, sure, but when you say like, "Okay, this next thing is coming and it's going to be even worse and then the next thing after that's going to be even worse." And all that does is disincentivize people from getting vaccinated right now because they're like, "What's the point?" Right. Oh, so, the vaccine he got sick, he is vaccinated. I I don't need to get vaccinated. Yeah, and they keep they keep um, using statistics really poorly because like, okay, they're like, oh, there was 150,000 cases of people with vaccines who got um, COVID. And I'm like, okay, that's right now, I think 70% of the population has had at least one shot. So you're saying of the like number of cases over the last X number of days, only 150,000, it worked out to like 0.3% of the total cases. And it's like, what What are we doing here? Why are we <laughs> making this out to be a much bigger right. deal than it is? Um, And it's just, uh, there's so much bad messaging on this yeah just get your vaccines get your yeah. vaccines and life goes yeah, more or less back to normal you might have to wear a mask in public places don't be an asshole do it that's it yeah i think uh arizona is almost 100 i think they were like 115
1: out of 118 or something yeah or... and
0: ucla said they were 98 percent oh wow um, okay yeah um yeah no i think most of the schools besides washington state are actually at like a meaningfully close to 100 percentage yeah so good
1: stuff there um if
0: you Pac-12 is doing well in the Olympics, I think, would, as far as medals They're go. They're fourth overall, I think, behind uh, the U.S., China. I thought it was third. U.S., China, maybe. I thought Russia was, or uh, sorry, the Republic, Russian. R- Russian Olympic Committee <laughs> or whatever the hell. Um, it's up
1: there. I, um, I tried to watch the men's basketball thing the other night. It made me mad. Like, so I doubt, my cousin comes over. and She's like, oh, I want to watch stuff. Like, We downloaded the NBC app, so I put an app on my TV, whatever, sports app. I'm like, okay. It was kind of clunky, but we got to see some stuff specific stuff and then oh i want to watch the men okay it's on peacock okay so i download peacock and it's like nope it's premium on peacock you have to pay i'm like no i'm not i'm like not doing this like you've made this way too hard to watch like uh, yeah. So yeah. I yeah have you watched it a lot of olympics or not really no. yeah
0: no i don't i'm i've once i stopped being like a small child i stopped watching the olympics no i just don't care um you know it's like uh i used to like watching gymnastics like especially when they would do the stuff like the rings or like, oh, that's tough, yeah, just that kind of stuff. But the, I don't know, like my dad was sitting there watching like the equestrian stuff. Oh, god, like just people riding horses and jumping over stuff. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I watch a bunch of volleyball, I'll do that. But
1: I, you know, I wanted to watch the men's basketball team, but then I was like, nope, I'm not. But why like,
0: eh, do I you? Just- Really? I mean,
1: like see Kevin Durant dunk on some euro. It's kind of fun, you know? Like, no,
0: but it's watching them lose to like Australia and stuff. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's fun. Well just to see. They were losing in that game to Spain, I think, early, but um, all right, yeah. So the whole Peacock thing. But anyway, Notre Dame, they're open against Toledo is gonna be on Peacock. So you're like if you wanna be so they're gonna try to do that and get you to be a
0: subscriber. Um, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you gotta get I you. love that you included that note because you're just so anti Peacock right now. You're just like, no, I'm done with this. I'm going to blast them. Bla- well, I mean, I guess you got to do it. You're a network, but man, I I mean,
1: put the only thing that people want to watch on that. Like, okay, whatever. Pretty dope. I've just been hard. Like, I don't like the way it's packaged. And like, it's, you know, they, I know, I get they spend a billion dollars on it, but I want to see stuff live, you know, and they're just, they're more interested in, well, we have this go in primetime and just, you know, stuff that happened like 24 hours ago, they're showing. I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, And then uh, I don't think this was a so I think it's still um, Adam Brenneman, uh, who the tight end coach for Arizona State. He was put on paid administrative leave, but they promoted Justin Wood, who is a support staff guy to the tight ends coach for now. Uh, So he worked with Zach Hill, the offensive coordinator as a quality coach when he was at Boise State. And uh, it was also Georgia, Georgia Southern Cal Poly that Doug Haller tweeted that one. Out, but I, I think he's still just temporary leave. But I'm, um, you know, we're kind of still waiting to hear what happens at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. But for right now, that's where we're going with it.
0: Um, that was like, um, that was like a two summers ago level note to me, like that one. Really,
1: that like, wasn't a good note. Eh, I could have done without it. Sorry, yeah, like low level
0: assistant coaches moving around. Well,
1: it's it's a big scandal yeah, or a potential just, big scandal, yeah, but, yeah. and he's the only coach that's been. I mean, I get it. Involved in it so far. but I I, I get it. Um, But, I, I mean, obviously, if something happens to... Look, I'm just critiquing the note. Antonio Pierce, or can I blame it on the intern that didn't put it in there? Or it yeah, you? yeah,
0: yeah. That was just you. I mean, if it's Antonio Pierce... Antonio Pierce, Herm Edwards, that rises to the level of a note to me. Okay. But, like, what's going on with the tight end coach? This is, like, getting into all that stuff with... Who was the, like, USC coach who kept getting talked about when uh, Reggie Bush was doing the thing? What was Todd it? McNair or what? Yeah, no. Todd McNair. Like I don't, I don't care yeah. about Todd McNair. You guys talk about Todd McNair all the time. No, we don't need that. Um, USC to get a guy arrested. Yeah, uh, that's Bru- a note. Bru- now that's a note. Brew McCoy, former five star, doing some uh, uh, allegedly Alleged- doing doing some not so good stuff. Serious uh, charges uh, that were dealing with like a domestic domestic violence. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, they really Something awful. that had bodily harm, so he's been temporarily suspended. Uh, USC lost some really good receivers last year. Uh, Tyler Vaughn's to the NFL, uh, Alman Ross St. Brown. Uh, we saw Drake London at Pac-12 Media Day. He's an absolute stud, former basketball player. Mm-hmm. Brew McCoy was going to be like the number two guy most likely. Yeah.
0: So uh, that's uh, not going to help this USC offense. No, um, I, would, I mean, uh, certainly sounds very bad. And if there is literally any veracity to that, I think his USC career is probably done and potentially his college career. My guess
1: would be well, I mean he's not he is essentially he's not going to play this year. Right. My guess, if I had to bet on anything, he's not going to play at USC again. Even if yeah. like charges are dropped, they're serious enough that. um So yeah. we'll see. We haven't heard much more on that. Our Keely Yor broke the story. Um. So kudos to her. But yeah. Probably was, working
0: on it during our last show. She probably.
1: I think she was. Um. But uh. Yeah. Those are the kind of things like for sites like ours like. You don't always necessarily want to break like bad news like that, but you know, you get a story, you get a scoop, you you know, yeah, kind of go with it. But
0: it goes back to our uh, conversation about journalism last week. You know, yeah, we're not real journalists, but sometimes we have to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Well, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and answer questions. Back in a minute.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, we're back here on the podcast of champions. I think the first email is the Pacto football tournament um, from Jason, if you want to do that. But I also got uh, a DM uh, on the site on USAFootball.com from uh, JRUSC, and he asked a question, so I can read that one if you would like.
0: I'd love it if you did.
1: Yeah. He says, "Hi, Ryan, sorry if this is not the best place to submit questions for the podcast, but with conference realignment being a big issue now, I was wondering if you and Dave could share the sentiment and plans from the different programs around the league. I'm a USC fan, and I think our fan base sees incredible potential for our program, even if we have little faith in our leadership to get it right. I'd love to know if other programs are thinking and doing uh, what other programs are thinking and doing to prepare for the inevitable changes we're about to see? I'm also wondering what the fan sentiment is around the league right now regarding the potential changes. I think there are also a lot of people who normally trash USC, but would
0: have to beg us to stay.
1: Um, I haven't really got a lot
0: of perspective from... We can maybe reach out to the other publishers about this. Um, I know from like a UCLA fan perspective, I think it's about mixed... Um, I think there's some who feel incredibly beaten down over the last 20 years and have convinced themselves that like the UCLA brand is like piss and there's no way and UCLA is going to be a whack program next. Uh, I think there's much there's probably more correct. No, uh, there's probably more people have the more realistic sense, which is that UCLA at the very worst is a top three, top four brand in the league, um, and will be part of any you know any substantial move by another league to acquire part of the Pac-12. UCLA will be included in that.
1: Yeah, I think. It depends where you are. Um, if you're the, the big 12 fans love to hate on Texas and you see the Senate crushing them and stuff, but they're acting entitled because they are, because <laughs> they, it, they haven't won a conference title like, you know, that off. I mean, it's just not been, but they're still a huge brand and they, they are coveted by big program, big, you know, conferences, TV rights deals, like all of that. Um, so, yeah, you can hate on the big programs. You want to say Oregon's terrible and stuff, but they're a powerful brand and they're a powerful brand in the conference. And um, Oregon State is a lot weaker if Oregon's not big, you know, and it, we just see that a lot. So, um, yeah, that's sort of like where we are with that. But we can kind of get the feel. But if you're, if you're not one of the top two or three four, whatever big brands in the conference, you better be hoping that those brands stick around because if some, you know, the top four went to the big 10 or something uh, would be, a, the conference would look a lot different. And yeah. uh, the, the as bad of a media rights deal there is now adding like Boise state and San Diego state or BYU or any of that stuff, you know, they wouldn't do that. But, um, it's not going to repair, you know, not going to replace the LA market or whatever. I mean, you know, there's a lot of programs that, you know, it's not clear. I think Texas and Oklahoma were clear. You got to clear number one, you know, Oregon's had a lot of recent success. UCLA's huge brand, uh, you know, tons of football, I mean, basketball tradition in LA. I mean, but it's like an Arizona state, just the Phoenix market is absolutely huge, you know, uh, you know, Washington, there's a lot of history there in the Seattle market. Like, there's appealing programs at the very top. And, you know, it's, uh, there's, I think there's a lot of options of things that could happen. And you'd rather, if you're, you know, you're Colorado, you're you have the Denver market, like there's some, some appeal there, your Oregon state, whatever program you're hoping that there's more acquisitions as opposed to um, defections. Cause You're probably not going to be included if there's a defection.
0: Yep, agreed.
1: Uh, Thanks, JRSC, for uh, that question. And you want to?
0: We actually have a a question from last week that we didn't get to because it weirdly, Derek, your emails always go to our junk. And then I had to actually delete our promotions folder to ensure that it never does again. Oh, okay. So, uh, Derek from Santa Clara. POC NIL. Hi, David and Ryan. While we hopelessly observe the demise of college football as we know it, I thought it would be a fun distraction to think about who would be the POC's dream NIL sponsor. Obviously, besides Jockey and all the free swag that they already give you. One, Wheaties, the Breakfast of Champions for the Podcast of Champions. Two, Disney. Between the Princess and Mandalorian discussions that happen already, you might as well get paid for the free exposure that you're already giving them. Fair. Max earplugs. David's sign-offs at the end of the episode make a good case for the importance of hearing preservation, or maybe some other sponsor not on this list. Thanks and go Bears, Derek from Santa Clara. Thanks, Derek. Um,
1: hmm, I'm not a big serial guy.
0: Neither am I. I think it's Disney. Disney's the uh, obvious choice. Um, I think we are. I, I think you could make an argument based on percentage of time um, that we are more of a Disney podcast than we are a college football podcast. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's fair. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for that one. Let's go with Disney. They got deep pockets,
1: right? Yeah. I think they can pay us, right? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, Their their checks probably wouldn't bounce. Probably not. Uh, This is from Sparky's roommate. uh, Pac-12 football tournament. Due to the pandemic still out there because too many people still won't get vaccinated, the Pac-12 will ask very nicely each school's boosters to use NIL to hire only 12 players to play the whole football season, one for each team. The catch? Each player gets the clone themselves enough to fill a full roster the other catch each player has to be a disney princess wow okay all there's right there's a so, lot going on okay
0: here. i get it all right so it's like a, a team full of rapunzel's versus a team full of like mulans right got it okay
1: all right so the 12-team playoffs are all the rage now so it was decided that we would have a single elimination tournament featuring these teams okay so ucla has a football team of mulans who will play the winner Between the aerials of USC and the bells of Oregon State.
0: Okay. All right. So let's just do it. Take it pod by pod. Sure. Okay. All right. So Mulan is a warrior, right? Like she fights as a man in a traditionally masculine society um, and holds her own more than capably. Um, Fights off the invading Hun army more or less single-handedly, right? Um at the end, she performs it, so. she performs elaborate um, like essentially gymnastics, but climbing and a variety of different things. Um, her ability to like engage in subterfuge, like she, you know, has her friends dress up as women, but they're actually men. Like there's trickery, is what I'm saying. Um, mm. there's trickery, there's strength there. Um, so Ariel, um She's kind of like, like Aquaman. Dude, like, homie, what are you gonna do? Homie, she can't even walk when yeah. she turns into a human for a little bit. Like, really? No, sorry. And then Belle, um, she just reads a lot. Like that's her superpower.
1: Um Yeah, I would think either one of them. I don't know who would win between Bell and Ariel, but Mulan's crushing this b- power yeah, is what I'm Mulan, saying. Mulan, she could take them both on at once. I right. Think. It just it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Uh the Leahs of Stanford, which Are we it? calling Princess Leia a Disney princess? I I guess they're wow. Um all right. I guess that I didn't know if there were. I was missing an actual other princess, but she is a princess, and it's a Disney franchise. So,
0: let me let me see if there's some uh, some uh, some research on this. Hang on.
1: All right. But anyway, the Leyas of Stanford will play the winner of the game between the Tiana's of Oregon. Is that right? Tiana's. Come on, man. Tiana uh, of Oregon and the Snow Whites from Utah. Okay. All I don't right, know so, who Tiana So
0: is. Tiana can, uh, depending on if she kisses the right person, can turn into a frog, um, which, you know, there could be advantages in that, right? Wait, is that the Shrek one? No, no. Okay. Tiana okay. Tiana is Princess and the Frog. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, she can also cook really well. She owns a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Snow White. Uh, she seems pretty fragile. Does she bring with her like does each snow white among the eleven who are playing? do they each have seven helpers who are small
1: i could i think they I think they come with dwarves,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're that's talking that's actually a team that's actually a team of uh of <laughs> of uh eighty eight yeah actually, so you know, I could get talked into that, so all right, so Leia can use the force obviously. But she's untrained. She's an untrained user of the force. Right. Um and when she she's, she's got that p- and laser is pistol, it young though? Leia or is it old Leia? Old Leia could actually use it sort of, but like only to prevent her own death in the middle of like icy space hmm. for like a period of time and then float back to her ship. She was pretty good with the little blaster that she had too. Yeah. But even still, I think I'm going with Snow White and her uh and uh the eighty eight. I
1: think the eighty eight like she would
0: be able to shoot all of them. You think, so, you think she would?
1: No, she wouldn't. No, she, yeah. I don't
0: so, I don't think she's that trigger happy. And also, I don't think her control of the force is enough to deal with that. So I'll go with the Snow Whites from Utah. So I'm, I'm with you there. Washington chooses its
1: Elsas. So that's the frozen one, right? Mm-hmm. To play the winner between Washington State's Rapunzel's and Colorado's Cinderella's.
0: Okay. All right. So um, Elsa obviously has the power of winter. Right. She can create ice and snow and she crushes uh, both of these people. Yeah. She can create a snowman. Like she can create a living, breathing, like thing Mm. that has a personality, carries over to multiple movies. Now, here's the question. Would her power for the ice and snow be negated by Washington State and Colorado? Right? Oh. They're used to that. Sort of the Bane thing where like you have merely adopted the ice and snow. I was born in it, molded by it. I mean, Rapunzel couldn't get out of a the tower. But Rapunzel has incredibly long hair and can make everyone around her super youthful just by singing to them. Oh, I didn't know that. That's an actual power. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. So. I
1: think Elsa's still the two, she's too powerful in well, this.
0: Then we also got Cinderella, who uh, transforms into a princess with like a weird pumpkin cart. She does have a fairy godmother. Right. Who like will like, to listen like, to like, her f- f- wishes and stuff, but doesn't really like violence. Yeah, I mean, it's, Elsa. it's Elsa, but I think it's closer than you think. Okay.
1: All right, we'll go with Elsa in this round. And then finally, Cal's Anna's. 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 Which one's Anna's?
0: Elsa's sister.
1: Oh, she's not powerful though, right? Or is it? I mean, she sings well. Oh, okay. She's got a plucky attitude. So her Anna's will play at a football game against the winner of the game between Arizona State's Jasmines and Arizona's Auroras.
0: All right, so Aris- Aurora's big thing in her movie is being asleep right? I don't know which one that would That's be. That's Sleeping Beauty. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, can't go with that, right? No, she's, yeah. Uh, Jasmine doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, she Her big thing is, like, escaping from the palace and not really being, like, down to be royal. She um, could do.
1: She looks like she could parkour it up a little bit. Like, maybe.
0: Um, Anna's got, like, um, a plucky attitude um, and, uh, you know, devotion to her sister, uh, but I, I don't think that does anything. So, if I'm going with... I, if I have to pick one... Clearly the weakest pod, but I'm going with Jasmine.
1: Okay. Let's say Jasmine upsets
0: uh, Anna. Um, All right. So then it is uh, the Mulans versus the, uh, let's just say Mulans versus the Snow Whites. Yeah. So Mulan, armed with a sword. Sure, I did take on a whole army, right? Armed with a sword. And exactly. She was able to defeat the entire Hun army with no help. Imagine 10 other Mulans. Yeah. And I think
1: Leia would have taken out some of the dwarves, like, right? In the first now the round. dwarves
0: are not feeling great after <laughs> after getting blasted. Um, all right, so uh, the Mulans beat uh, uh, the uh, Snow Whites from Utah, and then the question is whether, um, like, whether Elsa even takes a scratch against the Arizona State Jasmines.
1: Probably not. I think yeah. it's, I think we have an Elsa Mulan. Uh. So it's
0: Elsa versus Mulan. So this is the question of somebody with actual magical powers. But here's another note and another interesting wrinkle with Mulan that I think needs to be factored into the equation is that she does have a friendly dragon who's small, breathes a little bit of fire, voiced by Eddie Murphy. Oh. Um is that enough to it's like the donkey scales? from Shrek, like
1: same kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I think it's Eddie Murphy, isn't it? Uh, dragon Mulan Eddie <sighs> Well, Murphy. a little bit of yeah, fire
1: against Elsa's
0: ice. So maybe that Negates a little bit of that, maybe, but Elsa, like, she's really got magical powers. Yeah, like, I think Mulan would give her a run, but I think Elsa's, I think ultimately it's Elsa. Yeah. Elsa wins. All right. Yep. Thanks, Jason, for that one. Great question, Jason. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have from Antonio. Uh, I may be wrong, but Hmm. I actually don't know what this is referencing.
1: Oh, okay. So this was, um, Okay, well, real quick, Tor wrote in, huge staff rim job. So he just thanked us for... um...
0: Yeah, it was an internal message that we don't need to share externally, Ryan.
1: Antonio's... Okay, so this was... See, I may be wrong, but his first three suggestions involved BYU being letting the Pac-12. His fourth involved Utah being the only Pac-12 team... Not getting in a mega conference. We may have a cougar on our hands and not the Washington State. Oh, yeah. State it was the guy team. who was proposing all the different options. So he proposed a lot of different options, but it was BYU and like three of them were like, why would BYU be involved with this? So our buddy Antonio is basically outing our emailer. And I forget who a, it was. As a BYUer. As a BYUer, yeah. saying that what's going on there. And didn't include Utah in any of them.
0: So, right. Thank you, Antonio, for that. All right. We've got HIFA Day. I'm going to Google his. So this is a um So first I'll read it for everyone. Thesmophoria Zuse. I believe it's a
1: some kind of play that's uh dealing with female um crap I th- I googled this before. Uh like it's similar to like what Mulan was doing like females in a male dominated um
0: Society, okay. the subversive role of women in a male-dominated society. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, last week's podcast ought to be applauded. You had inside Troy's Keely you're sitting silently in the corner for an hour and a half. Referenced reign of Troy's Alicia De ArtoLo in regard to baked goods. You boys made light of representation in media, disclaimed being real journalists since access journalism doesn't count, and relayed how happy you were with your jockey merchandise and sharing beers alone with the commissioner during a media event. What a lucid demonstration of the state of the industry. I think he's being a little bit snarky. Is he? I think so. Yeah. I think I picked that up. Uh, When I interviewed Alicia a couple of weeks ago, we had a long discussion about how USC's roster has come to be so positionally imbalanced. Clearly, the offensive and defensive lines desperately need help, but the team is out of cap space because the staff refused to encourage players to leave from overloaded positions. Example, uh, tight end and linebacker, but there are more despite the fact that they'll never see the field due to the structure of the playbooks or their performance or injury histories. Alicia said that she believes Clay Helton is a good guy, but just too nice, among other problems for this job, and isn't as hard-nosed about processing players out as more successful programs are, which is one of the reasons why the 2020 class was so small. What do you think of those theories? First, that USC's roster is imbalanced in this way, and second, that it's because of Helton's character as opposed to other more practical issues. Uh,
1: They're not... Yeah, I don't think they're... um... I mean, they're not pushing players out of the program that they probably should. I mean, they talk about a balance. They do have a lot of offensive linemen. I mean, there's like 19 scholarship offensive linemen, but I, I probably like seven or eight of them could play, you know, so at least that way we've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say as far as Clay Helton issues go, that's not like one of the biggest ones. Like he doesn't run off enough players. Um, it's really just been about, you know, they were put themselves in the spot because of poor, poor recruiting at USC is, should be a crime. Like that's not, you know, that that should never happen. And he's had a couple of classes that were just poor and they had a lot of part-time or no time recruiters on stuff. They have a lot better recruiters now and they're doing a lot better, but there was a couple of years there. And that's sort of why you're seeing this stuff on the roster, but he's just not, I mean, he is a very nice guy. He's someone that, you know, you would, if you met him, you're like, this is a nice guy. I want to root for him. But he just hasn't shown... I think it can be a pretty cutthroat business. And he just uh, hasn't shown the ability to be able to do that. And so, yeah, that this would be one of the problems, I would say, the the day but he's got a lot of other ones. He's just, he's just not like this alpha head coach. You know, you don't have to be Nick Saban. You don't have to be like Bill Belichick, but you got to be up there. And I think he's just more of a, a guy that's happy to be there because he was promoted to a job that he shouldn't have got. So he's more about... Hey, I'm happy that I'm here as opposed to, this is my job, and I'm going to do you know do what do everything in my power to get this team to win. You're right. Uh, that's what I would say. But thanks, Hithliday. Uh John Abrea, uh, he wrote into uh, the audible. By the way, John's cheating on on us a little. What the hell? Yeah, you know.
0: Does he think that's okay? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I mean, we shouldn't read his email right now.
1: No, we should. I mean, he's
0: he's good, but. He's, you know, he likes he likes podcasts. That's but John, you funny. should know. We gave it some thought to not read your email. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pact 12 Big Ten merger. Hi, Ryan and Dave. It's clear everyone is thinking about the potential Pact 12 Big Ten merger scenarios in the wrong way. The top considerations should not be related to revenues, academics, or competitive advantage. What needs to be discussed is which teams bring the best sound bites to the podcast of champions weekly rankings. This is what eliminates most of the Big 12 from consideration. What sound does a horde frog make? The only exception uh, from the Big 12 is possibly Texas Tech. If someone could replicate the sound of a thrown tortilla hitting a cheerleader's (laughs) thigh. I mean, obviously guns. Like, guns are cool sounds, you know. But the tortilla thing
0: is, yeah, he's right. Well, Red Raiders, isn't that, is that Cowboys or is that, uh, you know, Native Americans? What are we going with there?
1: Uh, I thought they were like cowboy people, no? Are they? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I've...
0: What is the Red Raider?
1: Let's see. The power of Google is at your fingertips. Yeah,
0: I want to know all about the... Uh, what is the meaning of this? Okay. It's new nickname because of their all-red uniforms and rigorous coast-to-coast schedule. Okay, so it's not racist. I thought it okay. was. Oh, all right.
1: Uh, But I think they would have some guns. But it, I mean, without a doubt, the Big Ten brings the best sound bites. Badgers, Wolverines, Gophers, Boilermakers would be like a like a boiler exploding or something. Like yeah. The, is that like a train whistle? No, I mean, might just be like a, just like boom. <laughs> just like an explosion. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, various large cat like animals. And of course, the sound of a nut cracking. That'd be the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Based on this criteria, which teams from the Pac-12, Big Ten and Big 12 would you put together to create your super conference of champions? I was relieved to hear. You would continue to host the podcast of champions no matter what happens. Thanks for all you do and all you don't do, John
0: and Brea. All right, so Big Ten teams currently. You've got Indiana, which is a Hoosier. No. No. Uh, Maryland, which is a Terrapin. What the hell is a Terrapin? That's
1: a turtle,
0: and so no. No. Uh, Wolverines, Michigan? Yeah, Wolverines yeah, up there. I'm in there. Uh, Michigan State Spartans. You could It could be very this, similar to this, the USC. No, no, no. You quote 300. You oh. know, like, this is Sparta. Just have that sound bite going oh, over again. I like that. Again. Okay, That's yeah. not bad. Uh, Buckeyes? I kind of like the idea of a nutcracking. Yeah, that would that'd be all right. It would be unique. Yeah. Nittany line. No. I mean, we have a lot of... Yeah, but Nittany's stupid. What's <laughs> Nittany? <laughs> it's a type of... I don't know. I'm yeah, but you don't want Penn State around. Okay, so they're Doing out. their weird stuff. Um, Too many cat things, anyway. Scarlet Knights? Uh. Yeah, I'm not into that. Uh, the Fighting eye. Which is, that it's gets it, kind Indiana of into our ute thing. thing. Yeah, so we could have like a... We, doing, you know, like, yeah, but we don't need more of that. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we already got Utah bow and arrow. Yeah, we're already getting problematic enough. Um, hawkeyes?
1: I think that could be a cool... Like, we don't really have like a cool bird sound, do we?
0: Yeah, but is that what a Hawkeye is? What's a Hawkeye? I think it's a... like. A... Are we just talking about hawks with eyes? There's, I guess there's blind hawks. Oh, I don't or, know. I don't know, man. Uh, Golden Gophers? I'm into that. Could quote Caddyshack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be. Corn husking, that could make actually a really good soundbite. With well, like a yeah. 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 <laughs> husking uh, some corn. Uh, Wildcats, we already have one. We don't need another. Boilermakers, <laughs> so I'm into that. But boiler makers, it's not boiler explosion. It's like it should be like metal clanging with like a hammer. I'm making oh, you could a boiler. Making a boiler. Yeah. yeah. My buddy sells them. Or it could be like just boiling water. Mm. That could be, you know. That'd be unique. Yeah. And then badgers, sure. Those are all pretty good ones. Yeah, um, that's not bad.
1: What are your favorites from the Pac 12?
0: Um. Uh Sun Devil. It's really cool. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Uh the Ducks. I'm into that. The Quacks are good. Cougars and Huskies, we uh Beaver. I, I like the Ute one. Beaver, don't we do the um The Timber thing? The Hold timber. On. It's uh let me find
1: it. Oregon State Beavers. Oh no, Chainsaw.
0: Song. And then Stanford is the tree falling. Yeah. Stanford Cardinal. I like, I, get, I like both those. I like the Utah
1: Utes. Yeah. This is a cool one. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you like the laser eye Baird from UCLA? UCLA Bruins. You don't really get the laser eyes in it, unfortunately. There needs to be like a laser overlay. Uh, That's true. Um, you like the... Sword. USC
1: Trojans. Unsheathing your sword. Kind of
0: lame, actually. All right. Uh, The Washington State Cougars. The meow is way better. Washington State Cougars. Arizona State Sun Devils. (laughs) I think that that one. That's the actual best one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Nice. All right. Next we have Eric. Two questions. Hi guys, a couple of questions. With the recent COVID resurgence, do you think there will be any effects on the college football season? Do you think there should be?
1: So talking to like a USC administrator a little bit about this, they just have to be they have to be nimble again. Cause you know, if any county or any like local health department changes something, it could have a huge impact on these sports programs. The fact that these are games played outside, I think is helpful. Uh, I don't. From what I've heard, USC is still going forward, just like like they were before. I haven't heard of anyone that's backing off of that. I don't know if you heard anything. I I I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes unless something changes in the national or the local health scene.
0: Yeah. If if I mean if things go hog wild and I mean it actually does end up like escaping vaccines in a meaningful way, but as we were talking about, most of these teams um, are vaccinated um and most of the restrictions that were in place um, in terms of quarantining that did derail games last year are i i I don't think they're going to apply to the vaccinated players so i can't see this having huge and meaningful impacts on canceling games and that sort of thing um i think the question is whether they're going to move forward or stop with the idea of moving forward with the idea of having full stadiums i think that's maybe the thing that could be depending on the locality whether they change that Um, But in terms of uh, the season itself, I I don't I don't see it being overly impacted again, pending, you know, more developments with the virus itself. If it's suddenly escaping vaccines and making people who are vaccinated at a meaningful percentage seriously ill, uh, then you might see some changes. But as it is, um, if they weren't going to cancel things in like a really meaningful way last year. Definitely not going to do it this year. Yeah.
1: And I think you're going to see less, if any games be canceled for COVID, they will probably be forfeitures instead of like a no contest. Um, but you're just not going to have like some random asymptomatic player get tested, maybe have a false
0: positive and shut down like an entire
1: yeah. position group, you know, like there's yeah, stuff the, qu- wa-
0: the quarantines aren't going to be that well, at least as of now. Again, right. if if things change with the virus and suddenly, um, you know, it's found that uh, potentially serious illness, even if you are vaccinated and all that other stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of different factors that could play into it, um, but I, I don't see it. Now, whether it should be, I mean, I'm still of the opinion that we are eight to 12 weeks of a lockdown away from not having to worry about this forever. But it eh, doesn't seem like there's any interest in that. So we're just going to keep going forward. I have no interest in that, to be fair. Okay. Well, I don't have much interest in it either, but I also don't want to deal with, like, whatever. Uh, What's the end of the Greek alphabet? Uh, COVID Zeta? Like, whatever the hell that's going to look like. I don't want to deal with that either. Yeah. Um, All right. So, with the move of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC and further reshuffling in the cards, it looks like the Pac-12 schools who should be most worried about being left without a major conference are Washington State and Oregon State. Are there any other schools you think should be prepared to be left in the Mountain West? And if so, which schools and why?
1: I think you can rank them for tiers. You know, there's like I think you know there's a lot of scenarios or most scenarios there the LA schools would be involved in something. So the bottom good.
0: tier, the so let's put them into quadrants of 4. Okay. All right. So bottom 4 are Washington State, Oregon State, Arizona and Utah.
1: Yeah, I think Colorado's above Utah because of Denver.
0: Right. And then your next. But Utah, I think, is still above like Washington. Utah is the top of that bottom quadrant. Yeah. Or bottom. What's it? What What are three things? Because they're not quadrants. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, triumvirate. <laughs> triumvirate. <laughs> um, and then uh, in that second one, you've got uh, Colorado, uh, ASU, uh, Cal, and Stanford. Yeah. But it's funny because, it, and all of them
1: could see time in the top yeah. tier. Well it depends on the priorities.
0: Like, Th- those are the ones for whom it depends on the priorities of the acquiring league because just being a Bay Area. The the T V markets. The yeah. Bay Area TV market and the Phoenix TV market are big. Um but I And think, they could be paired with the California schools mm-hmm. like as a
1: group. There could be, you know, but Phoenix is a big market, you yeah. know. Um
0: and then the top four are Washington, Oregon, USC and UCLA. Yeah, I would say that's uh That's fair. And so the lower you go down. The more likely is that you're left off.
1: Yeah. So you're most worried if you're in the bottom one. Um, I think the top eight, there's a lot of scenarios. All those schools could be involved, you know? Yeah. Um, But I think almost, I think outside of USC, any school, there's scenarios where you could be left off There's Yeah. There's some that like people have talked about like Oregon, Washington, USC, and, Colorado or something and you know I it's hard for me to picture USC and UCLA not being together there was a
0: time probably up till about five or ten years ago where USC and UCLA probably would have moved in lockstep no matter what I don't think they're quite as like we're not going anywhere without them as they used to be but I still think that's probably going to be an operating thing for both schools yeah
1: if you remember back it's like Dan Weber reminded me of this 1978 I think it was when the Arizona schools were added um I believe it was Stanford's president came in the last minute and was like, yeah, we don't want this to happen. And USC and UCLA teamed up and said, fine, we'll leave. And then Stanford had to acquiesce. And then the Arizona schools were added. Yeah. Um, that's probably the last time that the LA schools like threw their weight around or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, we'll, we'll see, but there's, there's a lot of scenarios. You'd rather obviously be in that top tier. Um, but man, there's a, yeah, so if you're in the bottom tier you're hoping that everyone stays together and there's a schedule alliance or some sort of alliance uh or a meet, you know potentially even a merger. The interesting thing is going to be see Dave going forward if if they if super conferences are formed like will teams start to get dropped? Will they be like, you know, we don't need these teams that are at you know would would be in that bottom bottom tier in some aspect of it. I mean that I don't know. I mean, if we're, I don't know if we're going to get there. Like, was the SEC going to be like, you know, Vanderbilt, you win baseball national championships, but we got to get rid of you. You know, I don't yeah. know.
0: It's going to be interesting. All right. Brave new world.
1: This is uh, Pac-12 Desirables. Uh, we're just talking about that. Although I often find myself disagreeing with one of you during the podcast, usually David. After last week's discussion about which Pac-12 teams were viewed as most valuable in a conference realignment scenario, I found myself screaming at my speakers in disgust with most of what both of you said. I do agree USC would be the overwhelming number one target by another conference looking to raid the Pac-12. However, the dismissal of Oregon as a clear number two is just wrong, and using the size of, quote, media market is outdated thinking. The Big Ten grabbed Rutgers in Maryland during the latest realignment frenzy due to the size of the media markets, which allowed the Big, Twi- Big Ten network to be bundled and sold to every cable customer. In their footprints of the Big Ten made money regardless of the number of fans who actually turned into view Rutgers getting blown out every week. With cable cutting increasing, the number of cable subscribers in an area is becoming meaningless in these conference realignment what-if scenarios. This is about the number of eyeballs a team can draw, not the size of the geographic media market. Uh, In 2020, Oregon had three of the top four viewed games in the Pac-12 and the top five most watched in 2019. Uh, I would have included more years to see how far back Oregon's viewership dominance went, but could not find anything breaking it out by games. It seems if a conference was going to plunder the Pac-12, USC and Oregon would be on the top of their list without a doubt. So please admit you're both wrong, so we can all move on with important things like Ryan's man crush, on uh, Kalashnikov. Kalashnikov. Uh,
0: so citation not found on uh, the uh, uh, number of cable subscribers becoming meaningless. That's not. That's not true. That's not true. And eyeballs and are not you, the you, you, most important. You, you you argued okay. The Big Ten grabbed Rutgers in Maryland. What was that? Not even a decade ago. Yeah. Right. And the reason they did that is because it expanded their footprint and they didn't care how many eyeballs. And then you use that somehow as your argument for why Oregon makes sense, which is the exact opposite argument. So that's confusing for me. And it's based entirely on this idea that's false, that media markets don't matter anymore, which is, again, not to belabor the point, false. Um, So, yeah, it's nice that Oregon gets uh, the reason we're talking about Oregon as even in the top four, which the media market says it absolutely should not be is because it's good right now and it's been good for 10, 15 years and it's shown elements of being a lasting brand. But the the reality is that it doesn't have that media market and that actually is a significant factor. And so it is a significant factor in them potentially being left off of a list if it's a very small list of just USC. Um, But they're in that top group. But no, I I don't think they're the clear number two.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it just depends. But um, Matt, it's... It's about the brand. It's not like we have the best fans or we have, like, that doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's, you know, TCU's beat Texas seven out of the last nine years. Yeah, you know, Iowa State has become a top 10 team. It doesn't matter. Like, it's like, there's just things that don't matter. Oregon's made the brand significantly better. Nike's helped with that. That's the reason why they're up there in that tier. If this was 10 years ago, it wouldn't be. The same thing. But I don't think you can say it's a clear number two because there are, I mean, I think Dave's right. There's more scenarios where if you're picking and choosing programs from the Pac-12, I think there's more scenarios that Oregon gets left out than UCLA. But just I mean, having the be in the Los Angeles aspect of it, uh, yeah, I mean, I who knows? It depends on what would happen and how many teams would get. You know, pick, but you know, Oregon's certainly up there, but I don't think it's a clear number two, you know? So, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't think so either. So, um, but they would be in the top tier, just like we talked about. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, all right. Certainly not worth screaming at your speakers about. You want to know, do Paul's? I would love to do Paul's. This is a coaching parody from Paul Webfoot. Hello, champions. I have a hypothetical uh, situation for you to ponder, but first, a joke. Another Seven Dwarfs reference. Wow. Uh, The Seven Dwarfs were marching through the forest when they fell in a deep, dark ravine. Snow White, who was following behind, peered over the edge of the gorge and asked if they were okay. From the depths of the dark hole, a voice called out, Jimmy Lake will make the Huskies a CFB championship contender. Snow White thought to herself, well, at least Dopey survived. (laughs) Love it. Uh, nice. Now, on to the business at hand. If we cloned Mario Cristobal 11 times and each clone became the head coach of a Pac 12 school, which team wins the conference title in five years? Does that math change if we give them all Clay Helton's or Nick Rolovich's? Could Chip Kelly win at UCLA if he only had to outcoach himself? Thanks for everything you do, except the parts I don't like.
1: Thanks, Paul. We have a lot of cloning going on in this mm-hmm. episode, too. Okay, so Mario Cristobal is the head coach at every Pac 12 school. Correct. Am I wrong? It's just
0: USC wins. like Yes. Is that, I don't see a scenario, actually, where USC doesn't win this. Right. Because basically, we're saying all other things being equal, basically. The head coaches are all the same. Right. And so who would be the coaches who would least take advantage of USC's market position? Probably Chip Kelly. Right? Yeah. Or Clay Helton. Or yeah. Clay Helton. <laughs> um, who else? Carl Durrell? Yeah, maybe. But I'm just basing that off of his recruiting at UCLA. Um. It's probably Clay Helton and Chip Kelly, right? I would think, yeah. So only in those two scenarios does USC not win the league. <laughs> but I don't think Clay Helton or Chip Kelly would be able to take advantage of Clay Helton or Chip Kelly at USC.
1: Yeah. So who would the other team that would Like, Would Oregon win or would like – I don't know. The
0: answer is just USC.
1: Yeah. It's a weird question, Paul. I don't tough, know. Tough one. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're not thinking about that right. Uh, this is me, right? Oh, it sure is. The Capitalist Guide to Pac-12 Expansion. This looks long because uh, it is. Gents, there will be a bunch of folks who will trot out various versions of expansion plans that include the Pac-12 picking up four teams from the festering corpse that is the Big 12. But the fact remains that none of them will raise the bo- the payout to current Pac-12 teams. I agree with that. So any sort of red state pod being added to the socialist and egalitarian Pac-12 in the uh, conventional sense is D O A.
0: All right. Dead on arrival.
1: Yes. Uh, However, I've got a proposal that might suit their Darwinian capitalist ideas. Let's offer a lifeboat to four teams for argument's sake. Let's say Oregon state, I'm sorry, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, Kansas, and Iowa state. However, that admission to the conference of champions comes with a catch. We'll guarantee them $1 million per year more than whatever the AAC's average TV payout is, currently around $7.5 million per team per year, or is estimated to be with some reanimated version of the Big 12. The Athletic recently estimated they'd be looking at $12 million or so. Why would they agree to such a meager payout? Because we'd extend the carrot if they can each achieve an equal payout only once they win the Pac-12 conference in football. So he's saying... You're going to be in the AAC, get a shitty payout.
0: Incentivizing them to perform. We'll give you a
1: million more than that. And then you get an equal share if you win the conference. Okay, so that's Bet on yourself, baby. So uh, think of the intrigue as Oklahoma State fights to uh, be the first Big 12 lost soul to win the Pac-12. These are bullets he's putting up there. Watch the Castaways gamble to invest money in coaches and facilities their budget can't afford just to give them a shot at a piece of what will likely be the third most lucrative Tier 1 deer after the Big Ten and SEC. Think of how much of a bargain it'll be to add a blue blood in basketball Kansas with almost no risk that they'll ever be able to recreate their improbable 2007 Orange Bowl run. That, by the way, also didn't include a conference championship. Imagine the camaraderie between longtime historical West Coast foes as everyone uh, roots for established Pac-12 teams over an upstart Texas Tech team in the championship game. Oh, and think of the conspiracy theories when teams will be knocked out of contention by what will likely be the result of the type of standard Pac-12 officiating incompetence we all know and quote love, but will instead be attributed to dirty backroom dealings trying to deprive Iowa State that sweet, sweet Pac-12 cougar gold cheddar. Well, Sure, they'll complain about not being extended the same rights as the privileged 12, but we'll just respond to them in the same way they normally would to someone facing entrenched social inequities, will simply ask them to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, I got that period. Okay. Will will the the sixteen pack be the best football conference? No. Would I love to see the drama unfold? Oh hell yes! Go dogs, Mont
0: Lake, Blake. What What I love about it is that it puts into the text what was always subtext about these schools' relationship with the Big Twelve in Texas. Like, no, you truly are dog shit we're going to treat you like dog shit and you have to perform for us like a show dog um so i love it it's it's sort of a dance monkey dance type situation um uh obviously never going to happen but pretty fun and pretty cool
1: yeah i would i mean there could be a scenario where i mean think uh when rutgers and maryland joined the big 10 they got less yeah it was it took time they weren't Incentivized to
0: like, yeah. It report. was like a vesting period, right?
1: It could be, it could be something like that, where like, hey, you're gonna start off at a lower tier, but move your way up as the years pass. Um, but add, you could add the incentive that. But if you win the conference, you become a full share member. You know, like you will be a full share in five years, but if you win in year three, you're instantly a full share, something like that. Like that could be interesting.
0: It could be. Hit a
1: lot of, uh, a lot big, of big words in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. You handled it well. Oh, thanks. It was just, that was a long one. I sometimes your, you.
1: your eyes start to glaze over after reading. Yeah, yeah, long. No, it's not good. Do you know what
0: I mean? Yeah, this screen is like, it's also like, I'm like off angle a little bit, and so the text sometimes, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's not great. All right. This is from... Uh, is a long one, too. Uh, this is from Hugh Janus, Jenny Talia, Dick Gazinia, and Hugh Direction. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, boys. It's your old, pa- old pal Hugh Janus, back from self-imposed hiatus. It's been a while since I checked in with you, two, so I thought with the season just around the corner I should ask a few questions for your mediocre podcast. I convened a roundtable discussion with my friends Jenny Talia, uh, Dick Gozinia, and Hugh G. Rection, and we came up with the following questions. One, will Dave Woods get over his obvious dislike for Chip Kelly and the direction of the UCLA program if UCLA wins eight or more games this season? Um, probably not. Yeah, What would it take? Ten. ten so, ten win season. Ten, I'll get over it.
1: What about just beating LSU?
0: Nope. Really? No. I've seen that story before with other coaches at UCLA. I saw I saw Rick Neuheisel have a dramatic win over Tennessee. What happened to him? Uh 50 to nothing. Yeah, ran out of gloves. <laughs> uh I saw Carl Durrell win some big non-conference games. What happened to him? Mm. Ended He's, up in Colorado. He is, yeah. He's yeah. head coach there. Yeah, rising up. Um Saw Jim Mora, you know, crush some non-cons, you know, beat the hell out of Nebraska. What happened there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th-
1: I think the thing is if you beat LSU and LSU actually ends up being like a decent team. I mean, that's a big w- Like
0: if LSU's like ends up being good. Don't do this to me. Don't do what I do to Clay Helton to me. All right. I don't like it. I, no, I'm not. Uh, that, literally, I'm not
1: talking crap. I'm saying for the conference, that's a potential big one. Like, that's a
0: different whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah I'm for not, the conference, I'm not who cares? Like, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Pumping up uh, Chip Kelly. I think that's a winnable early game. And we saw LSU sort of win some big games last year, even when they were crap. If they come all the way to the West Coast and UCLA is able to get a win, uh, uh, it's good for the conference because they can they'll beat a bunch of teams in the SEC. And that'll like it's always the other way around that like Oregon lost to some team that is mediocre in the SEC, you know, Auburn or whatever. Um, LSU will beat some good teams in the SEC. And if UCLA has that win, it's it helps the conference, you know.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, for my purposes of this question, um, I, you know, it's sort of like the you know the photography thing. I'll I'll, I'll know it when I see it. You know, whether it's 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 gotten to the point where I'm okay. enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's got to be something legitimate. It can't just be like, oh, they went six and six and looked a little bit better than last year. Like it's fourth year, Chip Kelly. Like you're not paying it for marginal improvement year over year. Okay, like win something, dude. All right. Uh, two. If you were Pac-12 commissioner for a day, what is the single most important thing you would spend your day trying to do?
1: <sighs> hmm. For one day, I mean, right now, some of the big problems you can't really fix until. I mean, you could work on TV deals and whatever. I I'd mean,
0: fire every single referee. I was gonna say,
1: like, probably the officiating. Like, go there.
0: Yeah, that's something that's uh you can work on.
1: In the I feel like George Klayovkov didn't quite understand how bad it was. He let Merton Hanks like handle that question at Pac-12 Media Day, and he said, uh, what, what, what was the term he used? I forget. It was like a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Klayovkov has like addressed many, many of the Pac-12's warts uh, and you know, acknowledged them. I don't think he quite knew the extent of Pac-12 refereeing has been. So, yeah, I think he could focus
0: on that a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, in our opinion, David Shaw is a crap coach and lived off Jim Harbaugh's coattails for a few years of su- for a few years of su- su- success after Harbaugh left. Now that Stanford looks to be cratering, we can see what a lousy coach Shaw really is. Agree or disagree?
1: Stanford catering is probably pretty good. Oh, cratering, cratering, but catering there. Like, if the I'm sure it's box, delicious. Great food in yeah, the press box. There, it's really good. Uh, I I would disagree that he lived off Harbaugh's coattails. He 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 had that going for quite a while after Harbaugh left.
0: I think he had it going, and then I think he suddenly stopped having it going. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, I don't think it was just coattails. You don't get you get a year or two, like you get the hellfreak, is what we'll call it. You don't you don't get four or five years uh, living on somebody's coattails. I think it just he kind of lost the thread a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're just they're they're doing some different things now, and um, he's he's sort of like. Too Big to fail, like they're never going to get rid of them, right? Like, well, I'll I, see how big they fail this year. Uh, we're both thinking that they're going to fail fairly big, they're so gonna be we'll pretty
0: bad. see. All right, uh, four does a camel's butthole tighten in a sandstorm? Um, I don't know. You know, my experience with camel's buttholes is uh, <laughs> <Minimal>? limited. <laughs> limited, um, and it in a situation that involves a sandstorm, even more so, mm. right. Um, so I think a sandstorm camels would probably just get low to the ground. So I don't know if the boathole would have to like.
1: Would what they lie down?
0: Like so, uh, thinking about horses, which are the cousin of the camel, right? In situations where they're preventing to, pre- they're preparing to expend a lot of energy, right? They generally poop, right? They, oh, they drop some poop. Like if you're at the bottom of a of a mountain trail, and it's immediately going to be an incline, you'll often see the the horses have pooped at the bottom of it because mm. they're getting ready to expend some energy. Now, in a sandstorm, does a camel try to run and beat the sandstorm or do they try to hunker down? Because that's the question. Hunker down, butthole tightens, right? Oh. But if they're getting ready to expend the energy, butthole might expand to allow some poop out so they can really run. Thoughts, comments, concerns? Yeah,
1: they, that makes sense to me. Never thought of it that way. So
0: Right. Yeah. One
1: of our better questions, I would say.
0: Yeah, very good. Maybe not. Okay five can you rank the power five conferences from top to bottom in terms of how much cheating you think goes on in each sure all right. sec sec number one sec ACC- number two <laughs> uh acc number two mm-hmm. uh and then big 12 number three and then big 10 and Pac 12 probably yeah combined somewhere in there yeah yeah i think that makes sense yeah and thanks all as always for your thought-provoking intelligent and almost worth listening to podcast love hugh janus Jenny Talia, dick, glansinia, huge erection. P.S. Here's a bonus question: If you have time, with Arizona, will Arizona State's entire scumbag cheating coaching staff be gone by the end of 2021? It is a good question. I just don't know. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't make any immediate things. So I think it's going to be entirely dependent on the success of their season. Yeah. If they're bad this year, then I think it provides a pretext for them getting rid of everyone. And if they're not, then no. But I don't even think you get rid of everyone if. They're bad.
1: Like, I think it has to, like, allegations would have to, you know, they have to f- have some findings with the NCAA and, like, show cause penalties and all that kind of stuff. But I don't right. know. I think, I think it would be not by the end of 2021, but the shoe's going to drop at some point, And I think there's going to be significant changes to it. The staff, sure.
0: uh, PPS, Ryan's rim job comment a few weeks ago is probably the single greatest highlight of all the shows you've ever done. Keep up the great work, Ryan. Of course. Thanks, Hugh. Thank you, Jetty.
1: Hugh. Dick and Hugh again. Yeah. There's two Hughes. A lot of Hughes. Yeah, maybe like come up with a different one that's not a second Hugh.
0: How can he change his friend's name?
1: <laughs> I think he could.
0: <laughs> you think he has that kind of control, that yeah. power and control?
1: I'm pretty sure he does. Right. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Great stuff. We had a good one. Glad we Finest got Finest stuff. Top tier stuff. Best stuff we've ever produced. We need to do like our preseason picks and everything, right? Like we haven't done anything. We didn't do anything. I've already previews. got mine ready. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. I haven't done that yet. Ready
0: to go. I've picked game by game what I think is going to happen.
1: Wow. All right, I guess I should do that. Yeah. I'm usually
0: interested. usually you might do that before you pick who's going to win the league, you idiot. Yeah. Well, you know. Honestly. I'm just having a lot of time. Just don't do your job. No. That's Slacker. definitely not the case. Okay.
1: Uh, thanks all for the questions, and uh, thanks for the reviews. We appreciate that. We got another... Uh, Chucky gift card. will hope we sent out next week when we get we hear back from them. So thanks for all that. Thanks for. I heard Chucky gift card, and I'm like, a gift card to like buy the Chucky movies? Ooh, no. I said hope. Hope I said jockey. Maybe not. I hope it was Chucky. It was like, yeah. We go back. I can change it to Chucky just in case.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe we should get in touch with them, and they should change their name to Chucky. Jockey to Chucky. Yeah. Hmm. Chucky Cheese. Yeah. We're just saying words now. Chuck E. Cheese. We've reached a point of our day where we're just nonsensically saying words to each other. Where, where is Chuck E. Cheese pizza rank for you? Pretty poor. It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, it, it's it doesn't rank. It doesn't. It doesn't factor. It's into like basically the list. just cheese, right? Do they have anything else? Or yeah, it, I mean, like it's kids' pizza. Look, so, like... so pizza, generally speaking, like high floor, right? You know what you're getting. You're USC for, recruiting for right? pizza to yeah. be bad like there's got to be a lot of stuff wrong with it because at the end of the day it's just it's cheese and some red sauce and some dough like yeah. how can that actually be awful uh chucky e. cheese you know it meets the bar it doesn't exceed that bar really at all yeah like just cheese on on dough um yeah so you know it's, it's sort of like a hamburger like you a, a bad hamburger it's still like whatever yeah, we live in a good hamburger city, a lot of good hamburger joints. We here. live in a good hamburger era, I want to say, because oh. it's not just LA. Like you can find like really good cheeseburgers pretty much anywhere now. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time in the, uh, in the world of, of hamburgers. Mm. Yeah. I like it. All right, well
1: that is David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast of champions. We're both a little loopy right now, but hope you enjoyed the show. and we will talk to you next time. Adios